How can learning a language help shape your brain? This is Owen from Bite Size Irish Gaelic and welcome to episode 71 of the Bite Size Irish Gaelic podcast. So lately I was watching a sci-fi movie called Arrival. That's kind of cool. It's um, based from the in the perspective of uh, the states where aliens arrive to Earth, and they arrive to different countries, and the different countries are learning what the aliens are trying to say, how they're trying to communicate. The aliens arrive, and it looks like they're not making any communication. First of all, but then they kind of realize that the aliens are expressing themselves but in a completely different way to how humans do. And it's up to the humans basically to crack their language. Uh, not to give the plot away, but it's a good movie anyway. <laughs> so if you watch the movie, they basically crack how the aliens speak their language. And by cracking this language, the humans gain a completely different perspective into time where time basically doesn't matter anymore. It's like, it's a language with increased perception. So by learning the language, the humans have learned a way to see the universe in a completely new way. So that got me thinking, if you're learning the Irish language, Irish Gaelic, to make a connection with your past, with your ancestors, how does that rewire your brain? What new connections does it give you to your Irishness by learning some of the Irish language? So I have a couple of points, let's dive in. Well, first on religion, like the f one of the first phrases I would teach beginners is to say hello in Irish Gaelic. You say Gia chut. Gia chut. And the word Gia means God. And so literally it means God to you. Probably God be with you. It would be another way to translate it. So this immediately shows you how religion is built in to the Irish language. And it, I can only assume it's been like this for about the last millennium at least. So... Uh, some learners who I've come across don't like this religious aspect to the language and have come up with different phrases to say hello, for example, that are not religion-based. I personally am not worried about that, so I wouldn't call myself religious, although I don't rule out that there's a spiritual side to life. So let's just put that to one side. I don't think you should be worried about trying to avoid the religious side of the Irish language. It's part of the language, it's part and parcel of it. And by dipping your toes into the Irish language, you immediately get this sense of history and prehistory of your Irish ancestors, how they would have thought, how they would have interacted. What were the important things in their lives at the time? Another point I love 
is how you express feelings in the Irish language. So you say, basically, let's say I'm trying to say I'm hungry. You say ta ochris arum. Ochris means hunger. Ta ochris arum. So literally you're saying hunger is on me. Arum means on me. And I love this perspective. It's like the feeling is coming onto you rather than you being your feeling. It's quite Buddhist, isn't it, actually? So you're not your feeling. The feeling is coming on you. So I had a um, a friend in, back in college. He lives in the States now. Hi, Gary. <laughs> and um, Gary is from Mayo. And his excellent expression was, I have an awful hunger on me. I have an awful hunger on me, he'd say in English. So that's a direct translation from his Irish language, his ancestors who would have spoken the Irish language. And that's how to say you're hungry. Uh, let's say you're trying to say you're scared to scanra arum. It's the same thing. So the same construct to say that the feeling is upon you. Another reason I think that learning the Irish language helps rewire your brain, it gets you new perspectives, right? You learn nuances. So by learning the meaning, the literal meaning of phrases and words, you're getting an insight into how the Irish language works. And of course, the Irish language is the Irish people. Like, they're intricately linked for the past 2,000 years. And whoever those people were, the, like, of course, the Celts who spoke this language before it came to the shores of Ireland. So one word that I came across lately is um, a, quite a common word. It's casta. And it means like complicated, casta. So you might say, oh, tasha casta. And that means, oh, this is complicated. But you can say casta for uh, like a rope or a thread that's knotted. If you say tasha casta, it means it's knotted, it's tied around on itself. So that means that that gives you instant perspective that this idea of something being complex, it suddenly gets this knotted connotation when you look at it from the perspective of the Irish languages. Like, all these interdependencies turned in on each other. Uh, I love that perspective. And of course, you'll get this with um, diving into any word. You won't get one-for-one -one translations. And this might be interesting or kind of hard to understand for newcomers to a new language that every word that, for example, you have in English, it doesn't necessarily have the exact same connotations or translation in another language and as soon as you realize that you realize that by learning a, even a simple word you might pick up the different meanings and the related meanings to that word and so over to you I'd like to get your perceptions, your feeling, your, well not feelings, but your questions on this, your, your experiences with this. So I'd like you to record a voicemail for the podcast and tell me what you think or do you have questions related to this? 
and then your question will be featured on the podcast. It's, it's really simple to do. You go to www.bitesize.irish slash podcast and there's a button there to record your voice. Do it in a, a quiet place if you can, but you don't need to install anything. You can just do it on your phone or your computer. Keep it short. The messages are limited to a minute and 30 seconds, but even that's a bit long and we'll probably edit your question if it goes that long. But I really look forward to hearing from you. You be part of this podcast because without your interaction with this podcast, the podcast simply won't exist. If a podcast gets recorded and falls in the forest and nobody's there to hear it, does it really exist? So there you go, your chance to uh, be part of this podcast. I look forward to getting your voicemails. Right, on to our listener questions and I love this because we can feature a couple of questions that have been recorded by listeners. We'll first go to Wendy who recorded this message. Hello Owen, this is Wendy from um, Australia. I'm uh, nearly 75 and I don't know what a podcast is or how to use one, but when I clicked on the button, I could hear it through the um, headphones, so I presume you can do that, and I'm using the microphone in in my headphone as well. Um, I would really like you to do the podcast. I've, um, as I say, don't know what they are. I've collected Irish dictionaries and all sorts of Irish books and your first 10,000 Irish words and things like that. But I can't find anywhere how to pronounce the words. So I'm going little by little through the ladies. I don't know, Shilban, I don't know how she pronounces it. But I'm going through her recordings, which I find very helpful. But where can you get something printed that gives you a bit of a hint how to pronounce Wendy, thanks so much for your question. Well, I can I can sympathise with you about the pronunciation because if you see the Irish language written down, it can be really scary and complicated. But the lovely thing about the language is there are some spelling rules, including some secret spelling rules, about if you crack them, you can immediately start to guess what the pronunciation of the word is that you're seeing in front of you. So uh, there is a resource that we've made. It's on bitesize.irish if you go to that website and scroll down and you'll find a pro our products link. You'll find a link to Crack Irish Gaelic. Crack Irish Gaelic pronunciation. And it's a video course that I recorded and it's on a platform called udemy.com. The course has been really well received. We're almost at five out of five stars. What I do in that is break down Irish spelling rules so that we start with the really most fundamental letters that you should be able to pronounce. And then we go on to some more complicated ones where there's like combinations. But you don't need to remember anything because the course includes cheat sheets that you could maybe, for example, print out and then when you see a word in Irish Gaelic, 
you don't have to be as scared or put off you can take it now as a challenge instead of something scary and uh, figure out the spe the pronunciation yourself and in that course i do include those secret spelling rules thanks wendy Now, next on to our second and last question for this episode from Daniel. Hi, uh, I'm a listener from Malta, which uh, has a similar linguistic situation to Ireland in that we have our own language, Maltese, and also a second official language, which is English. However, the situation between Malta and Ireland couldn't be more different. Uh, in Malta, around 90% of people uh, speak Maltese as their first language. And although everyone can speak English, 90% uh, prefer to speak in Maltese. Uh, so my question, and, and most of Malta is, uh, we, we are quite passionate about our language. Everyone is so proud of it. It's, it's a crucial part of our identity. So my question is, what are the historical and cultural reasons in Ireland uh, which explain why so so few people seem to care about the survival of Gaelic. Uh, it, just, it seems like most people seem to just... Their English is good enough, you know? Why do we need Gaelic? Thank you, and I'd certainly be very interested in listening to new episodes. Thank you. Daniel, thanks so much. I hope our listeners can hear the audio okay. It was a bit low when you were recording. Well... It's this is a complicated one. It's uh you definitely have the observation right. I mean, you can look at it from apathy, a point of apathy of the Irish people, or almost a disdain in some cases for the Irish language. Now you can't just blame these people. It's a societal thing. It comes down through history. So the fact that Irish people generally don't want to speak the Irish language, don't want to learn it, that's my perspective anyway. So it's not their personal fault. They were born into this and, you know, these intergenerational thought processes just keep going. You can, you definitely have to look back in history. The penal laws in that were enforced in Ireland basically uh, outlawed the language and the language when it was being spoken was spoken quietly, privately and illegally. There were some points of history in particular, the potato famine in the 1850s, when so many people either died or immigrated from Ireland. And as the history went on, it was that the, the language was made to seem like a burden, like something you wanted to avoid. And we can see this in modern culture, right? There's trends and things that are cool, things that the young people go for and are not so cool. If you look back how what things were like, even only five or ten years ago, these trends changed so quickly. So, Daniel, I do agree with you. There is an element to that. But I'll point you to finish off at the optimistic and positive side of it. The Irish language, as I heard on the on a related podcast in the English language, it's called Mother Folklore. Folklore meaning dictionary in the Irish language. They're trying to be funny, right? And they were calling the Irish language, they're saying that it's going through a boom. And I agree with them. 
uh, the internet has enabled young people to connect with each other to form groups to do meetups uh, in urban areas in Ireland and TG Cahir TV station I always give them a lot of credit for an element of coolness that they introduced about 20 years ago now with the language so all this combined uh, we've got a very nice uh, future ahead of us I don't see the Irish language being the primary 90% language of Ireland I don't see that happening but nothing stops me speaking it with my family, nothing stops me speaking it with my friends, those who want to speak it, and I won't force it on anybody, but it's a it's at a positive point of history now. So Daniel, thanks for your question. And I'll finish by saying, please come to Bite Size Irish Gaelic, www.bitesize.irish, and you can take a free trial there if you want to try out our Bite Size course. So you can learn online, uh, get support from Irish language teacher. And if you sign up as a member, you also get to attend monthly live call lessons. I also invite you to record a message for this podcast. So with your questions, please go to www.bitesize.irish slash podcast. Click the appropriate button to record your question. Slán go see ya.